0: My name is Mel Herbert, and he's Tom Wolfson. We're going to be talking about the cars, the batteries, the solar panel, the stock price, the man, the myth. We're going to be talking about everything Tesla. Why? Because we're talking. Talking. Talking.
1: Talking. 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 Talking.
0: Talking. Talking. Talking Tesla. <laughs> All right, let's yeah, get I this started, I... Thomas.
2: Oh my God, it's been a week or two. We've had... A lot has happened, personally, Lots. between now and then. We did a little show in the Vegas. Nobody cares about your show
0: in Vegas except for me.
2: Then let's not talk about it. But the real reason yes, that, that here. people are here today is version 7.0. It's been an upgrade. It's like an iPhone OS upgrade for your car. And only 20,000 people give a crap and a half because that's how many cars are out there.
0: Now, I believe that many more people than uh, 20,000 care about Teslas because it's in the news. It's interesting. It's a new car manufacturer here in the uh-huh. United States. A lot of people are interested in this outside the Tesla world. I mean, just look at the periscope. It's blowing up. There's like <laughs> three people watching this right It's
2: now. out of control. We're So we're periscoping this sesh for the first time ever. Um, for no particular reason. For no particular reason except for – Maybe there's one or two crazy people out there who want to watch us make the
0: sausage, as it were. Testing the technology. All right, we're going to start off with uh, 7.0, the upgrade to the software in the Teslas. Now, you've heard about this because this is the software upgrade that allows the Tesla to drive semi-autonomously. But before we get to that, because there's a lot to talk about. A lot. For the Tesla owners, there's also a lot of other 7.0 upgrade stuff that does for people who don't get to drive autonomously. Like you? Thank you. Because it turns out that you didn't get the sensors in your car if you bought a Tesla before October 2014, as I did, which I bought in July of 2014, didn't come with sensors.
2: Can you hear that? Those are all the early adopters crying in their… Tesla travel mugs.
0: It's very sad. But it did do some things. So this new software, just to go through it very quickly. Yeah. Uh, it's a modern flat design. What does that mean? It just looks cool. It's like the iOS 8 and 9. It's just not so much 3D. It's flatter. It's it's modern looking. That's Copy- all we need to know. Copycats. Thank you. Copycats. Uh, they move things around. It makes it a bit more logical on the screen. A little easy to see stuff. Like what specific? Let me ask you. Can no, I ask you no, one? Uh, no. no sp- not
2: one specific thing you can tell me that you, from your experience? Look,
0: if you want to, we can go out Later, and I can show you that would be great. That would be great. Thank Uh, you. Uh, climate control improvements. They said this did some hardware upgrades because the heater and the air conditioner wasn't as efficient as it could be, so now it gets up to speed and down. Oh,
2: yeah, you got an air conditioner upgrade with your car. Yay! Hey, but cool,
0: Tom. This is the amazing thing about this is a software update. Software update makes all this stuff better. Software affects hardware, don't I know it? And uh, talk sleep update. So, this is something about. When your car gets to the red light, it can now like basically turn off the engine uh-huh. and save energy, and then when you start again, boom! Without any, uh, without any, what's the word? Delay. Thank you. Boom! <laughs> off you go. It's kind of like having a hybrid. In your fully electric car. So it gets you uh, more efficiency. They didn't say how much efficiency, but I can tell you how much efficiency. You know why? How much? Before the upgrade, yeah. fully charged, my car said it'll get 269 miles. 269 miles, okay. And then post-upgrade, oh, I could get exciting.
2: 272. So that's three more three miles. miles. That's less than 1%. Thank you. Or is it, no, a little more than 1%.
0: It's about 1%. Wow.
2: 1% more efficient, like, like overnight. But I can tell you what. Psychological. I wonder, though. let me ask you this question, okay. though. Do you think the autopilot people got the same efficiencies? Yeah, so I think it was on of all autopilot. of the
0: This was the same over the air firmware upgrade that improved the dual motor car mm-hmm. to have a bit more efficiency. This was just to the single motor rear driven Herbert like Tesla.
2: What was all 7.0 was only for the single motor people? No, no, that was just the one of the things. Thing. This oh, is the I one see what of the things.
0: Saying. Oh, stick with it. Look, Tesla Rob Emma Teslarati said this. Mm-hmm. Overall, I really like the 7.0 update My favorite part is the flatter look The animated car view on the center of the instrument cluster And the new trip widget <laughs> He said instrument cluster <laughs> He said it's a cluster <laughs> So you've got a little car now in your little instrument thing oh, And you can see your car with cute. the lights on and it It is
2: cute Totes adorbs, as my daughter would say And actually, I have a question <laughs> since, it is, since it is an over-the-air update This is a question that my daughter had asked yes, It about does not this. occur
0: under the water It's only over the air. Go on. Right.
2: So your car – SpongeBob
0: couldn't get it. Sorry. Go on.
2: (laughs) I'm just going to wait. No, I'm done. I'm done. Nothing? Okay, good. So my daughter asked this. Your car is a rolling Wi-Fi hotspot correct 4g that's how it gets its software well
0: it has 3g 3g but it
2: has 3g a cellular thing inside it a cellular dongle i
0: don't know it has cellular
2: in it there's cellular in the car and that's how if you're not home and your wi-fi network it connects to its 3g and that's how it got this software upgrade correct
0: you are correct sir
2: okay do you pay a monthly fee for the 3g
0: Uh, depending on what you mean, Tom, no, there's no additional monthly fee, but the cost of the car initially is so much. It's just thrown in. Right. So that, that's my question. If I'm
2: driving around in your Tesla and I'm hooked up to your 3G hotspot using your data and I don't know how
0: fast it is. Have you ever speed tested your 3G Tesla hotspot? No, it's not a hotspot. It's for the car. It's for the GPS, for the maps. But if you Tom with your phone would like to hook into my 3G can't, you can't do, that? do that
2: it's not a hot spot it's not a hot spot That's boring I mean it's
0: hot <laughs> but it's not a hot spot
2: okay so, so. that so it's not so that's what I, that's what her question was whether Thank or not you. that 3g is available to other passengers as such in the America in the car it no. is not No. That's,
0: Total adorbs kind of question. St- total adorbs question. No, not going to happen. It's totes adorbs. Totes not adorbs. total adorbs question. Hey, hey. Wow. Try I'm to- not 14. No, that's Actually, true. Actually, 15. Uh, all right. So let's do some autopilot stuff,
2: shall we? Oh, ready? Autopilot. You had an interview yes. about autopilot <laughs> yes. that I thought was really, it's short. It's succinct. Yes. It's to the point. Yes. That shit shouldn't have been released is my takeaway from that. <laughs> well, I've got Am two I interviews. wrong about that? Two
0: interviews. Let's start with – so for those of you that don't know, I don't know where you are living under a rock – in the bottom of the sea. With, I'm not.
2: With SpongeBob?
0: So autopilot features, if you've got a later model, Model S, the 7.0 allows you to do things like drive on the freeway and stay within the lanes and get slower if there's a car in front of you and uh, brake if the car in front of you stops and allows you to change lanes and do all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got your own control there, Tom. You can oh, play that. Sorry. So it does all this kind of stuff. So it's sort of a semi-autonomous. You are supposed to be. In charge, you can grab the steering wheel at any time. You can put your foot on the brake at any time. So the concept is it's like enhanced cruise control. You act like it's enhanced cruise control. You put your hands on there and you can drive around a little bit by Uh itself. But you should be fully engaged. So the first person we talked to was Electric Jess, who put up a little uh, YouTube video. And here's a quick little soundbite. She says it actually – she thinks it makes her a better driver because she's more engaged because it's freaking her out that this thing is trying to take over.
3: Oh it's every bit as bizarre as it looks. You know you you put your hands on the wheel or maybe have it you know your hands hovering half an inch above it and you are actually more aware than when you're driving normally because you know we all drive all the time and just following along the lines is a natural thing to do but when you're counting on a machine to do it for you it seems as if you're so much more aware you know you're watching it you're being very careful very you know almost skeptical to see what it's going to do.
0: Jen, in the videos I've seen, it's not clear how, where you should put your hands. In fact, a lot of people seem to be having this issue of like, what do I do with my hands while the car's driving?
3: That's exactly correct. Um, I have seen and read the option of laying your hands on your lap with the fingertips up and touching the wheel. Um, I guess I kind of, in a few times I've used it, hovered my hands on top of the wheel, kind of resting, kind of not, but then your arms get tired.
0: All right, so you're cruising along. It's in charge. If you grab the wheel and turn, what happens? Is that hard to do? How does that work?
3: No, that's actually wonderfully implemented. You, if your hands are on the wheel and you very slightly move the wheel, it just gives a nice little chime and you're now in control. The car handles you taking over very easily.
0: Does it turn off when I shove my foot on the brake because I'm about to hit something?
3: You do have both options. If you're in the the cruise control and the auto steer and you brake, both come off. If you're in the auto steer and cruise control and you take control of the wheel, the the traffic-aware cruise control still stays on.
0: So do you, Jen, do you think this is going to make you a more distracted driver because of all these features?
3: No, I found the opposite to be true. When I'm driving normally, you you can go on a long drive or maybe an everyday commute and get home and realize... What did I? What? How did I get here? You know, you're you're just so conditioned to drive. When I click on the the auto steer and the the you know the autopilot, I'm really paying close attention. So I think the opposite is true. I'm much more likely to become distracted when I'm driving because that's something I do all the time.
0: So that's one person's opinion. Electric Jen.
3: Oh, thank you so much for that, and you're very welcome. It was a pleasure talking with you.
0: So that sounds good, right? That sounds good. But there is a whole bunch of videos that are now available on YouTube that show this autopilot failing in different ways. And the most concerning way I've seen it fail on these little videos is that somebody's cruising along in the freeway, they've got their hands on the wheel, and then the autopilot software decides to either turn off, which is okay because it you a little bing, but in one of them it's like tried to change lanes into oncoming traffic. Why? Because Elon Musk didn't like that person. <laughs> and it's freaking freaky Which
2: person, the person in the Tesla or the person coming
0: forward in the car? Oh, we don't know Could have been. Could have hated both of them or one of them Interesting So Eric Bergenson, as you know, is the guy that did the Autonomous Horse episode yeah. He is the guy that is all up and interested in the future of autonomous vehicles and the way they change their shapes and stuff Eric's uh-huh. a great guy We've had so many people say, get Eric back on Fan favorite He was very concerned that there's going to be an accident in an autonomous vehicle or a semi-autonomous vehicle and people are going to go crazy over it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, here's Eric.
1: Yeah, the first thing to keep in mind is that for, for – and, and I saw two videos that, that were very prominently advertised. And you know, for every video that you saw, keep in mind there must have been 10 or 100 incidences of this happening that just didn't happen to get caught on video. So you know, if, if – you know, and of course there's you know, thousands of Model S's out there. So you know, this problem is happening all over the place and, and, and it's definitely something, something to be concerned about. Um, You know, and I would say Tesla, you know, they're, they're kind of talking out of both sides of their mouth a little bit by offering the tech for use, but then saying, oh, it's still in beta testing phase. And, you know, this is the kind of thing like you really can't, I don't think it should be released until it's completely and totally human proofed. And they haven't quite gotten to that point yet.
0: There seems to be a fundamental difference between having beta software on my phone and beta software on my car that's doing 70 miles an hour and weighs a few thousand pounds.
1: You know, I've been saying this for a long time, but, you know, you could group autonomous technology kind of into two different categories. One of them is technology that sort of enables safer driving without the driver having to do anything, you know, or or even knowing it's working in a lot of cases. And I'm talking about things like stability control and traction control or radar-assisted cruise control or, or even collision avoidance braking. Those are all good things because they just keep you safer. And in some of those cases, you don't even know that they're working. Now, there's another category of autonomous technology, which I think is quite risky. And it's what Mercedes and Tesla are doing, which is sort of, you know, again, the Tesla autopilot and the Mercedes intelligent drive. And what they do is they allow autonomous driving under very limited or fairly limited circumstances. And I think those technologies are actually quite dangerous and not a good idea, to be honest, because what they're doing is they enable the driver to be more distracted and more, you know, or more uninvolved with the act of driving. But those technologies aren't universal and can't operate, you know know in, in all circumstances so then when the environment changes and now suddenly the human has to ha, has to get involved again you know that might happen very quickly and of course the driver isn't a software engineer that wrote that code and isn't going to know okay now i'm into a circumstance where the autopilot can't handle it so i actually think that, that those technologies are actually kind of a net negative and honestly i think they're doing the technology a disservice and as you mentioned earlier that's exactly what's going to enable the kind of accident that's going to happen that's going to cause a media witch hunt over autonomous technology
0: it seems to me that it is just looking at these videos, talking to some of the people who have driven with a car, it is simply a matter of time until there is a head-on collision with this car flipping into another lane accidentally, and then, uh, then it's on. It's going to be, like you've, you said it, it's going to be a media storm.
1: Yep, I I couldn't agree with you more that, again, like, look, America's a big place. There's tens of thousands of Model S's out there, and tens of, and and, I mean, I don't know. By the way, Tesla is getting a huge amount of free beta testing from having its drivers do this. Yeah, I'm sure they've got got a million miles of beta testing miles in the first day or two. And that's great, but the price is too high. They're endangering the entire technology because you're right, it's a numbers game. Enough miles get driven. Eventually, one of these fails is going to happen in a very provocative and dangerous circumstance, like a head on collision. There's going to be children in both cars that are going to die, and that's where the 60 minute segment is going to come on then
0: you know obviously can't speak for tesla none of us can we'd love to get into their minds like why are you releasing this beta software at this time what do they hope to achieve i mean it's cool and it's fun and everybody's talking about it but it seems the risks outweigh the benefits
1: yeah, I completely agree with you. And again, I think they're doing it because they're getting a massive amount of free testing. This is what's happening. They're getting a huge, huge data pool of, of information that they can work from and continue to refine the software. But again, to even you know to, to say that it's not ready because it's beta, that's strictly speaking true, but I would actually take a little bit higher than that. Any autonomous technology that does anything other than completely enable the driver to be completely uninvolved and do everything for you, I think is actually quite dangerous and really not a good thing in the, at the end of the day.
0: So you think that uh, the implementation of stuff that just happens automatically and can aid like uh, you're about to crash into a car, here's a beep and here's maybe a little tug on the brake is very different technology than I'm going to pretend to drive for you.
1: Yeah, exactly. Anything that enables the driver to be more distracted and, and take their attention away and be less involved, but then have to bring their attention back at some arbitrary point that, that the driver may not be aware of is absolutely not a good idea. And the two auto industry leaders, which are Mercedes and Tesla, they're both doing that. And I think it's really dangerous and not a good idea.
0: And if people remember back, uh, that is Google's uh, philosophy as well. Uh, Eric and Google agree on this that. Um the lead engineers at Google say, until we get this 100% autonomous, we believe that it's actually worse than um, nothing.
1: I absolutely agree with that.
0: Yep. All right, Eric, thank you for your time again. We'll get you back soon after the first major accident occurs. and uh, We'll get you to uh, comment on the media storm.
1: <laughs> I will say that I hope we can talk under more pleasant circumstances than that. <laughs> Let's hope that day doesn't come, but I'll, I'll be crossing my fingers. Eric, tell us about your website. Yeah, I've got a website, burgersondesign.com. That's bergersondesign.com. That's B-E-R-G-E-R-S-O-N design.com. And it discusses a lot of my work and kind of, um, uh, you know, there's a lot of just websites devoted to autonomous vehicles out there. But this one specializes in um, how automotive form factors are going to change with the rise of autonomous vehicles. And I think likely the end of private car ownership.
0: Yeah, it's a great site. It's not uh, 100% completed, but you've been working on it hard. I can tell.
1: Thanks very much. So what did you think of Eric's interview? Uh, I
2: think people are going to go crazy over it. I think he's 100% spot on point. I think the Google autopilot people have it right. What the hell, 20,000 beta testers of a thing that drives a car at 70 miles an hour down a freeway? That's a little crazy, dude. I mean, don't you think?
0: I am concerned about it. I'm not sure they're thinking. CNET actually had an article that said – if you read what Tesla says in the software update, yeah. it's very clear that it's beta. They say that you should be fully involved and have your hands on the steering wheel the entire time. This is beta software. This is beta software. This is beta software. People don't listen.
2: No. People don't listen. People don't read. How did they get this by the National Transportation
0: That's
1: Safety Board? Know.
0: How did they fly this around the safety board knowing that it's just not that safe? Or like... I was saying with your phone, you can test your phone with thousands and thousands of people with beta software. Millions. And not get any problems. Nope. And then you release it to the world of 90 million people and there's all of these crashes and happens. Right. I just don't – I'm glad I don't have sensors because I'd be using that thing. I'd probably be dead already. They say it should only be on well-lit, well-marked freeways so that you can you know, change lanes a little bit and uh, get uh, this sort of autonomous uh, driving and you get some distance between you and the next car. But a lot of people are already using it just on the streets and saying, hey, it's working fine, except you've got to stop at the stoplights. But do you stop it
2: at the stoplights? You push on the brake and it stops, Stops. right? And then you're driving and you don't have your hands on the wheel and you want to change lanes. Do you? Tell it to change lanes? You
0: hit the uh, indicator, you go uh-huh. click, I want to change lanes, and it goes, looky, looky, not yet, go, vroom, and change lanes. And it for does you. it itself. But if it can't see the lanes really well on a number of these videos, if uh-huh. it can't see that marking, it won't change lanes. It sounds like it's dangerous. It sounds very early adopterish, and I'm just concerned. We've probably right. said enough. There'll be much more on this in the next few weeks. A lot weeks. more. You wait to the first head-on collision.
2: I don't want that to happen Either because I lie. think that's going to be very bad for a lot of things.
0: Here is the next thing I want to talk about, which is Consumer Reports. Remember that Consumer Reports has been all up in Tesla's business. They but in a good way. They've been loving Teslas. They're giving up ratings them. that are off the planet saying this is the greatest car that's ever occurred in they're the history of man. The, they're not off the planet. And uh, they're sort of breaking the rating scale. Well, Consumer Reports said – now, hang on a second ladies and gentlemen, although we think this is a wonderful car, in terms of reliability, they've said because of problems with the powertrain and the power equipment and the charging equipment, after they surveyed 1,400 Tesla Model S owners, they've said they cannot rank this car as average in terms of its uh, breakability, its reliability. It's less than average. And because of that, they're removing it from their good section. And that means... Goodbye to your stock price. Stock price went way down, like 5%.
2: I think this is kind of silly, to be honest with you. Of course, all car models have issues. They were talking about leaking sunroofs and other things like that. That stuff happens. It's hyper-vigilant. I bet you there are Rolls-Royces out there whose sunroof leaks.
0: Well, they're trying to say – we interview – Lots and lots of people, and then we give you an idea of what's the most reliable car. I always used to think this was interesting because cars like Audi and BMWs, which you pay a lot for, yeah. always rated very low very low on that reliability rating, whereas sort of the Toyota Camry, uh, the Honda Civic, always incredibly high. Right. So it seems to be that there's this dichotomy. New, brand new cars with lots of equipment and toys
2: also tends to be less reliable. More expensive people – maybe are just a little more douchey about what they expect out of their expensive cars.
0: Let me tell you my experience and we can see what you think. Okay. My experience of the Tesla is that it has had quite a lot of problems. The uh, windows, the electric windows wouldn't work, had to go get that fixed. Uh, The charging cable and the charger in the car didn't work, Mm -hmm. had to get that fixed. Um, Right now what happens is uh, when I start to accelerate, there's a high-pitched whee, new noise that comes from the electric motor. A lot of this stuff a lot of other people have had. Is that –
2: is that noise through the
0: radio? Like no. do you hear it through the no, radio? You, can or you, hear, you just it hear it. It's coming from behind you. It was actually my son sitting in the back. He's like, "Dad, what's that noise?" I'm like, okay. "What noise?" And then I rolled the window and they're like, "That's a new noise." So it's the electric motor is making a noise. Interesting. Now, here's what I went into this car with. This is bleeding edge brand new car technology. Yeah. And I like when I update to the latest software upgrade for a computer for like iOS I know that there's going to be problems with it. Right. So I expected that this Tesla was going to have issues because it takes a few generations of building cars to get out the wrinkles. So I don't care. But the guy from Consumer Reports said it, I think, best in his summary. He says it's one thing to have a quirky, problematic car that sells 20,000 units per year to wealthy people who probably have at least one backup vehicle. It's quite another As he turns the page, when Tesla scales up its 2020 projection of 200,000-plus U.S. models of the Model 3 for buyers who will not be seeing this as a luxury vehicle.
2: But that's going to be – it's a long time from now. There's going to be a lot more infrastructure. So one thing that I read, and the the Texas Dealers Association, Car Dealers Association kind of chimed in a little bit with this Consumer Reports thing and talked about – you know, t- trying to tie that into Tesla not selling cars through dealers that where do people go? It's an inconvenience if my car breaks down and I got to take it somewhere. And the Tesla dealer guy, spokesperson said something about, you know, if your car breaks down, they got to bring a flatbed truck out and they bring you a loaner on a flatbed truck. And that's just really inconvenient. I'm like, well, time out. That actually sounds like the most convenient way to have your car fixed. But obviously, that's not sustainable through 200,000 units. And you live near a Tesla repair center, correct? So when, Six, seven miles, yeah. So when your windows went down, I'm assuming they didn't bring a flatbed and take your car. You drove it over there and left it. Maybe they gave you a ride home. Like how – how what was your experience with your in your repair thing? So let's talk about in a real world, right? So consumer reports, cars have problems. All cars have problems. Tesla's gonna have problems. What's your personal real world experience with getting your car fixed? How attentive were
0: they? How communicative were they? All of those things. Tom, such a good question. Thank you. And especially coming from you. An excellent question. Don't don't take that the wrong way. <laughs> How <laughs> don't could t- I possibly don't take that the wrong no, way? No, I would never. <laughs> Um, my experience – and I've owned lots of different cars in lots of different countries. Um, my experience with the research – I mean the uh, service yeah. from Tesla mm-hmm. is unbelievable. I'm like, I call. There's a problem. They call me back. I take it down to the service center. They give me chocolates, biscuits, a cup of tea. They say, we're sorry. We're going to get this fixed for you. They do a quick assessment. They say, look, it's going to take a while. They chuck me in an Uber. They bring me home. Eight o'clock at night, they've just finished it up. And they said, "Sir, we're bringing your car over. Is that okay? Or would you like us to bring it in the morning? I said, sure, bring it over right now. They bring it over. Very nice young man calls me. Doesn't even ring the doorbell. Doesn't want to wake up anybody in the house. And uh, the car is ready. It's cleaned. It's washed. They bring it in. It costs me nothing. Tom, the service is unbelievable. And I've taken it back a few times because I've had a few issues. Every time I rate their service as off the planet. Now this, like you say, is not sustainable.
2: car dealership spokesperson in texas i've gone to
0: your car dealerships for multiple different manufacturers for the 30 or 40 years i've been driving and you can shove it to car dealerships (laughs) these guys have it down so i my summary is that yes it's bleeding a technology i expect the x which is a very complicated car is going to have very similar issues yeah if you're an early adopter you're going to accept that if they continue to do good services they work out the kinks we're going to be forgiving it but i do agree once you get mass market you can't be going back and getting Uber rides every uh, month. They're just gonna have to get that uh, sorted. And you do over time; it gets better over time. We know this, so not a big deal. That's I mean.
2: cool. They put you in an Uber, so I'm assuming it's their account. They just pa pa pa, and the yep, guy shows Uber up, and they Uber up there. And, and, and if it. you know if it's gonna be a little that's bit longer, cool. they'll
0: give you a free, uh, you know, loaner car. Is it I a Tesla? Hoping, yeah. The problem is, the problem they had was that all their loaner cars, there was so much demand for Teslas, they were like um, selling them. Like, oh, oh, here's a Toyota Camry because Teslas were giving them more. Interesting. And all that, right, Elon Musk responded, Tom, to this Consumer Reports thing. And he, here's two tweets about it. Bad to, idea, Elon. I'd like to read them for you. For Go me. ahead, please. He said this Tesla gets top ratings of any car company in service. Most importantly, Consumer Reports says that 97% of owners expect their next car will be a Tesla. That's the acid test. If you own a Tesla, you ain't going back. All right, and he said this other thing. Consumer Reports reliability survey includes a lot of early production cars and many of these issues have already been addressed. What say you? I think much like Yelp.
2: When somebody says something bad about your stuff? Yeah. Just you keep your mouth shut. First off, I don't think he should personally be responding. Maybe Tesla should be responding. With some information, but I just think it's bad form for Elon to be like, "Nah, no, that's not true." It's the early cars that that aren't as reliable.
0: Uh, I think you might be adding a tone of voice to that email. I'm telling
2: you, but that's what people think about it, right? This guy needs to stay above the fray and be the genius inventor and not in the fray. Where like, is we're in the, the fray? fray? Where me is me and fray? you live in the fray?
0: Where, what is a fray? We're fraying. What? All day You're long, afraid.
2: Ridiculous, <laughs> I'm afraid not. <laughs> right.
0: Well, that's your opinion. I actually quite liked getting that tweet saying, oh, but,
2: okay. but would it have mattered if it had just come from Tesla or yeah. did it hold more weight if it came from Elon? Right? It doesn't matter, let Dude, it come from Tesla.
0: I loved hearing let it come like from Tesla. Tesla. It's like Elon's talking directly to me. The Be- voices because are speaking to just Consumer
2: me, Reports on. was not wrong. So now, what this is what I'll tell you, right? This is what Elon said to all of those people who responded. To the Consumer report survey. Whatever. You guys should be quiet. You should be happy to have your car. That's what those people heard from Elon, right? Those specific people who have had problems with their car now hear from Elon sort of a little bit of snidiness. Nuh-uh, nuh-uh, nuh-uh,
0: right? I'm going to just have to agree to disagree. That's fine. As usual. San Diego, get that reference. <laughs> That's funny. all right. I got two more things I want to talk about. Tom, because we're running out of time. Are we? I mean, it's been a lot of fun. And oh, it's been short. But this show, it's so quick short. One, quick one. Here we go. Okay, go ahead. Wireless power systems. This was in Forbes, and it's just a little article that I liked about um, the idea that. In order to get really mass market adoption, we don't have to just have better range and good cars, but the ability to charge very easily without having to remember to put the cord in. Now, this may seem silly to some people, but if you drive an electric car, this happens fairly frequently. You wake up in the morning, you realize I've got to drive 150 miles. Shoot, did I park? Did I plug the car in last night? Did I forget? Wireless charging systems, which are now available for the Leaf and other cars, might fix this problem because you'll just sort of park your car in its parking spot. It'll give you a few beeps and say you're in the right spot. And what will happen is that there's a pad on the ground and there's a little charging inductor in your car and you just sort of drive over the top of it. You don't have to plug in and uh, the car will say, yep, you're in a good spot, walk away and we're going to charge the car. But you don't have to do that that thing where you're getting out of the car and you've got your coffee and you've got three things and I'm like, I can't plug the car in right now, I'll come back later and plug the car in. It will be hands-free charging for your car and I think that will be a nice step up. It's expensive right now, it's about $3,000 per leaf. But they say when there's mass market adoption, this will plummet, and their upgrades to uh, sort of uh, making it easier to get the car in the right spot will mean that uh, this will be adopted by lots of people because it'll only be like five hundred bucks in a few years.
2: Right, like similar to when you get those phone cases and you just drop your phone down, it's going to be a very similar kind of a situation. It's going to be. And honestly, I think three thousand dollars. Isn't I mean it's not a lot more than a regular charger. So if you are going to get a charger, anyways, we're only talking about maybe a two x beyond a, a regular charger yeah, cost, well, right?
0: Maybe a little less than that because regular charges. See, this is it's a good analogy because Thank when you. regular charges first came out, they were three grand, right? Fifteen minutes later, they were fifteen hundred bucks. Now they're about four hundred bucks, and they're saying the same thing is going to happen—just this plummeting of cost.
2: Right. But you do have to have them exactly on, as long as there's a sensor. You have to take it and have your car modified. There's a little piece of uh, material that you have to put underneath it. It's I don't... magic
0: material. It's unicorn dust. <laughs> That's the only possible explanation.
2: Right. It's a unicorn dusk, dust and, and and like I have questions about how do they work in weather? What if you w- live in a wintry environment? Yes. Does it have to be indoors yes. or indoor good. outdoor? Like all of these this things uh, article that don't actually really not talks all about all of that.
0: that. They say you know we're getting it out there, and yeah, there's a lot of issues with it. But right. uh, I think but it's cool, it's coming, and it's good. I really but I like think the this concept. also
2: goes back into another thing that we talked about earlier. In another episode, the step-in charger car, right? Remember the walking on the thing? Yes. So imagine like roadways with built-in inductions, right? Oh, I so just
0: watched this BBC thing which was about a guy saying we need to put these inductive chargers in all of the roads in England. Right. And the guy's like, and it's not that much more than it costs to build a road right now. It's like two million pounds per mile to put the induction thing in about 1.5 million if you don't I'm like well come on shove them in baby
2: right but you know a 1000 miles that's 50 million pounds or yeah, whatever it is right? counts, i mean it gets very it, ex- <laughs> it gets it expensive can't. but i think you know like we're talking this is super in the future and i know people get on us for oh the technology is not ready don't use it don't think about things in the future but you know what we're not consistent over here in talking tesla we think that it's interesting and imagine if you will a drive to las vegas it's sunny. Yes. There's solar panels lining the side oh, of the road and it. dusting duction charging the whole way. Oh, you get to Vegas with just as much charge as you yes, left.
0: Yes, yes, yes. I like
2: the thought Will of Will I that. still
0: drink too much and do drugs and do things I'm really ashamed of?
2: Yeah, because you'll be on autopilot. So you'll actually be able to do that stuff on the way <laughs> yes! to Las Vegas. So you'll be autopiloting, auto-charging. You'll be
3: ha- hammered. hammered. <laughs>
2: And you'll be in Vegas when you get there. It'll be
0: great. The end of human civilization. And maybe a
2: Kardashian can come visit you in the hospital.
0: Too Too soon. soon. All right. Cut that out, please. another one from Tesla. Teslarati, our favorite website. We do love those guys. They reporting that the Model 3 is going to be built in China. And so uh, Elon was over in China saying, you know, the Chinese have these tariffs and – we really want to build the cars here in China using the same technology they, they have in Fremont. It will reduce tariffs and that will help them sell a lot of cars to China, which is a big deal for them. But what I wasn't clear from the Tesla Rati article, yeah. nor from articles from other websites, nor. Is, is that mean all of the Model 3s are going to be built in China or just the Chinese version? Does it really matter to me? Eh, well, I'd like to see the uh, Fremont factory go full blast making S's, X's, and Model 3s. So I'm assuming, yeah. I don't know, that mm-hmm. it's just the Model 3. For the Chinese market, which could be a huge market that is going to be built in China,
2: uh, the Model Three is at this point sort of like the unicorn. We've heard about it, nope. we have yet to see it,
0: <laughs> and I mean, we think
2: it's going to be magical.
0: <laughs> I think that's the perfect analogy, and in fact, um, we should just end it right there. Unless you have something extra. No, no. Different boys and girls, you know what your name is. My name is Tom Wolfson. My name is mel herbert thank you i'd forgotten for a second there and this is talking tesla we will speak to you soon very soon with more exciting tesla nose tesla nose
2: oh that was a terrible ending let's do that again there's
0: no way to fix that in post we can fix
2: that come on let's do
0: it all right mel that's been another
2: fabulous episode of talking tesla we've covered all kinds of new things i'm tom wolfson
0: and you are mel herbert and this has been tt that's what the kids are calling it. TT. It
2: needs, that needs work.
0: Hope you enjoyed the show. <Selbstiens> and we've been talking. 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 <sugg-' elle rims throat> talking.
3: talking. talking. talking.
0: Talking. 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 Talking.